Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Let the Madness Begin. Yes, we renamed the show Let the Madness Begin. It was formerly talked with Coleman and Taylor. It's still Coleman and Taylor. We're still doing our things, but we renamed the show. Reason why we chose Let the Madness Begin is because we believe that in our profession, as far as what we talk about, we should always do all sides of the conversation. So with this particular show, we want to make sure that all sides are encompassing the conversation, which means that it may not necessarily be the beliefs that we have, but we're not scared to voice it for people who are not able to voice it. So that's why we renamed the show that. But don't, don't worry. It's still Coleman and Taylor. We still ride or die. Batman Robin. Of course, I'm always going to be Batman, and he will be Robin. But he could be um, Dick Grayson. We'll call him Dick Grayson. So he'll be Nightwing, since he likes to go off on his own and do things. Um, on this t show today, we're going to go into an interesting conversation, which has you know sparked a lot of controversy within the African-American community, which is the Black Mansphere. And for those who don't know what that is, it's a community of people that's been around a lot longer than just one particular person, which we will touch on today. And this community believes that men are on the same plateau or a little bit above women. Now, I'm not going to get it all correct as far as the beliefs, because each one have their own beliefs. But they're saying that. Women have had the opportunity to bash men, have had opportunities to make men feel lower than them, where men should not only be praised, but men should be looked at as value because men bring more to the table. And this community not only pushes that philosophy, but they talk about how men should to, should conduct themselves in public, how men should conduct themselves with women, how men should just conduct themselves, how men should be men, or at least their version of men. And, of course, the hottest one right now is Kevin Samuels. He's not the only one. I have, within the recent months, and even um, before then, um, subscribed to a couple of them, from MTR to um, O'Shea Duke Jackson to The Roommates. So quite a few of them. Um, I don't always believe in everything they say, but on the flip side of it, I do understand why it exists. And that's an interesting way to um, move into why does this area exist? Well, if y'all don't remember... There was a time in my lifetime, I'm 40, there was a time where it was said that there were no good black men, that we wasn't educated, we was always in jail, all we wanted to do was impregnate women. Well, you can say that this particular movement in the black mansphere was birthed out of that. In other words, it was said that, hey, look, no, there are good men out there, there are men of value, there are men out there about their business, you're just not looking for them. And that's one thing that this community holds dear to their heart is the accountability of the person that's spewing these negativities. So in other words, they're saying that, hey, women, you're saying this, but what are you bringing to the table? That's where Kevin Samuels come in at. He's the hot button. He's the one that everybody looks at and they're like, man, because he's the one that they caught on camera saying these things. He says some alleged things. He's in a pretty interesting situation, but... I will say that some of the things he say make sense, some don't. Um, some of them are based off of his life. And that's the other thing within this community. And once we start talking about these topics, you'll better understand. But I believe that a lot of people in this community are people who may have had bad experiences with women. Just like women have their own versions. Derrick Jackson, for example. But 
that's another 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 time. So when we um, go into these topics, we're actually going to in these topics from a man's sphere perspective, but we want to get all sides of this perspective. So, and I will be joined by a special guest, which will be coming in within the next ten to fifteen minutes, uh, Miss Victoria Baxter, and she's going to give her side of it because she actually posted something interesting, and that's the reason what brought this whole conversation is, and it was a picture of Kevin Samuels, and it said. Y'all let this man ruffle your feathers. And I thought that was interesting because the whole philosophy of Kevin Samuels is, is that, look, I'm a high value man. And he has six reasons why. And of course, he said, if you ain't making $100,000 and it breaks it down from there, you know, high value man hangs out with high value man. I'm not going to go into all the details, but he's, he's like, look, if a woman comes to him and she already got kids, he's like, no. You bring in the, your, your liability. You know, if you working at McDonald's, you're a liability. He's like, if all you're doing is twerking, you're a liability. So he's sitting there. He's he, These women come on the show. Come on the show, by the way, and talk to him. And he's like, look, you want a high-value man, but are you in position to receive a high-value man? But that goes back to biblically, where it says you have to be in position to receive God's blessings. So if you're asking for something, you have to be in position to get it. So he's saying, you don't did what you wanted to do. You live your life. You may have God. And this is not all women, but percentage. And I always say percentage because it could be a high percentage, it could be a low percentage. It's just a percentage where he's saying, hey, look, you don't let multiple men run through you. You don't posted half naked pictures of yourself. I mean, you run down now. And, and these are his words, not mine. Um, what do you bring to the table? And they'll be like, well, I bring what I have between my legs. He's like, well, that's not good enough because I can get that anywhere. So in other words, why should I even entertain you? Women get mad and upset about that. But in reality, if you are in that position, how can you get mad if you want something to value, but you bring no value? That's the part I do understand. So, of course, you know, that's not going to always hit well with people and it's not going to always be. A um, fun topic, and of course, that's why he's in the hot water and everything because you know women get mad and upset. And of course, some men have stepped up to the plate and said, No, you can't be bashing women and things like that. That's where I say, you know, on this show, we're gonna look at both sides because realistically, I can't fault him for how he feels, but in the same token, I do understand the bashing of women, especially when it comes to African American women, because I feel as though they always be bashing attack. And I'll use this one example. He calls Sweetie an adjustable six. And I didn't understand that because of makeup. She looks the same with or without makeup. People are talking about this woman named Corey, who's on um, Benzino daughter and wondering if she's beatable and things like that. And then they're picking on Lizzo. So you have three different women who are in these positions and they're getting beat on. So I do understand that. As African-American women, they go through a lot. But on the same token, we have to say, hey, he has come with some receipts to say why he feels the way that he feels. So a lot of the topics we're going to talk about falls under his uh, little umbrella, which is, I always say competitive advantage. You know, what do each side bring to the table? 
you know, a big thing that's in this community and even a book that I'm reading called The um, Free Agent Lifestyle by Coach Greg um, talks about are men the prize. In his book, he said men are the prize. So we'll talk about that. And also the responsibility financially within a relationship. These are all the topics that are hot within that community. Like I said, these may not always be the views of the show, but we talk about it because at the end of the day, that's important to get both sides of it. Like I said, I'm in the middle. I see where they're coming from and I understand on the same token. I'm like, how does this benefit us long term as far as being a community? Because I always say this, if the family fights, nobody wins. And right now, when you have who people consider their leaders, and we'll talk about that also in this. But before we get into all of that, my guest has arrived. So we're going to let our guest get settled and then we're going to let her introduce herself. And then we're going to start talking and go from there. Good morning. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? It's early, but I'm here. <laughs> well, introduce yourself. Oh my goodness. Introduce myself. I am Victoria Baxter. Some know me as Coach V, the new love strategist. I am a certified life dating and relationship coach and online dating consultant. And I love working with um, just single Christian women to just help them out in whatever field they are in at this point in their life. Okay. And you also have a nonprofit, right? I do. Yes. God is Love Incorporated. Um, of course, you know, we do outreach. We have different, um, like, you know, mentoring programs that we're trying to get started here in the Charleston area. Um, just many different things we're working on. Um, yeah, to try to make a difference. Things have just been busy and hectic. COVID fun. I understand. <laughs> so, why are we here? This is why we're here. And I, and I already told them about it. There was a meme that you posted. Yes. And if I want to make sure I got it right, it had a picture of Kevin Samuel. Mm -hmm. And it said that y'all let this man ruffle your feathers. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, y'all let this diva. Miss oh, that's not my fault. You said diva. Y'all just letting this diva ruffle y'all feathers. feathers. Okay. Yes. So mm -hmm. how did we come to this point? Like, what made you feel like? What he was saying was ruffling men's feathers. I, I really want to know because that that actually that me was funny. And by the way, he's like me. We take the worst pictures. Every picture is a suspect <laughs> picture. I'm just gonna say that I'm the same way. I don't know what it is. Cameras don't like us. <laughs> well, so we know it has nothing to do with his the picture. Okay, we don't even care about the picture at all. Um, I don't know if you really pay attention to Kevin Samuels at all and like what he does, but I mean, most people know who he is. He, I want to say that he considers himself to be life coach and some type of like accountability coach. He just gives some very off the wall advice to single women at the end of the day. Um, I know that I forgot what the latest one was that went viral, but it's like some women, you know, will call into him and they want right. advice that they would like do videos. And the thing the, some of the things that he ends up saying, it's like. It's rude. It's harsh. Like his delivery. I don't really know. I've, I've heard rumors about where he is, I guess, as far as like his own romantic life and sexual preferences. That has nothing to do with me. I don't really care. I just want to know, like, who who called you to like give advice? To some of these? <laughs> just some of the things that he says. And a lot of people, they, they know what I'm talking about. I don't know. But. Yeah, some of the things that he says, um, and, and of course, I've been taking the time to just kind of like go back and look at some of the videos, and I just, I don't know if he's helping 
women the okay. way that he thinks he is. I'll just leave that at that. I don't want to talk too bad about him. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, I when I was doing the introduction and everything, he comes from, I, I would say the the, uh, the term is called black manosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a... I guess you could call it a subsidiary of the um, white manosphere that they okay. have, mm-hmm. um, and in this particular culture, and I'm as far as with Kevin Samuels, I have viewed some of his videos and stuff. I pers- I don't think I subscribe to him. I have subscribed to a bunch of them because I believe knowledge is power, and it's always mm-hmm. good to learn. Mm-hmm. So a couple of them, like MTR, O'Shea Duke Jackson, the roommates, a couple of them I, I've listened to. When, um, and you spoke about delivery. We'll get to that part. With he's deemed the new, the savior of that community, and I've, I've noticed that. And he's deemed the savior because he's more outspoken. And the term that has been given to him is he says what men want to say. I'm not right, saying every man right, wants to right. say that, but he says that. Now, before we get into everything, mm-hmm. why do you believe women call into that show knowing how he is? So. Let me just be so I'm I'm not entirely clear exactly what he does and how long okay. he has been doing it. Um, I don't know where he got his start from. Um, so of course, as far as that, like I don't know if people are like, oh, like this is someone new. Let me call and get advice from that part. I'm not sure. Now, of course, with that being said, some women are still determined to get an answer Ooh. in this season. As far as you know, their their singleness and it's uh you know of course it can be. What better thing to do than go to a man? And so, I mean, with some people, they they want the harshest. Like, oh, you know, he's going to keep it real and he's going to, you know, let me know the truth and he's going to tell me about myself. And if I got to go through this pain in order to get a man, then I'm going to do it. So, and obviously he has a big enough following. I mean, so a lot of people know who he is. A lot of people are subscribed to his channel. So, some women obviously are okay with with Kevin Samuels (laughs) at the end of the day. Yeah, that that is true. Um... He uh, he's been around for a while. Uh, the, all it takes, and one thing I say is the delivery. I believe is clickbait. So mm-hmm. I, I do believe he uses that as clickbait. Gotcha. Now you you brought up accountability, mm-hmm. and here's a question I always want to ask you, and and you're a perfect person to ask oh, this. Lord. Do you think that is wrong for men? To start saying, hey, I'm going to hold the woman accountable the way that she holds me accountable. In other words, you give me a list of where you want me to be. If you want me to be in this financial bracket, you want me to have this body, you want me to have this particular um, house, mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong for a man to say, well, okay, well then, if I'm coming to the table with this, can you at least meet me with each one? No, me personally, I do not at all think it is wrong. For men to say that to women, um, you know, because I, I feel like I'm also one of those like kind of blunt people. There are a whole lot of things that I say, of course, you know, working with women. I know I might step on toes sometimes, but I feel like a lot of times women do come with this long list of demands of things that they want. But the list is very, very short when it comes to what they offer. And a lot of times we do want things in a man that we ourselves don't, you know, already have. And for whatever reason. So, no, with certain things, I don't I don't think it's wrong at all for a man to say, hey, well, if you want me to have this, but this is also what I want you to have. This is also what I want you to do. This is I'm going to want the relationship to go, the marriage to go and whatever. I don't I don't think that's wrong. OK, so now now I got you warmed up. Okay. I'm going to hit you with one of the one of the <laughs> foundations that Kevin Samuels and a lot of people in this um, 
I guess I call them fraternity. A lot of them preaches the fact that men are the value. And before you chop my head off, I'm going to explain why they say that. They say that men are the value because when you break down traditional values to where what a woman wants, the man is coming with everything. The man is actually coming with the table. The man is coming with the house. The man is coming with the financial support. Mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. and, and before I do a caveat to that, say, if you're looking for that type of man, of course, there are men out there mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. don't have those things. But he's saying that I, we're all in these positions. So if, I come, if a woman comes to me, I have the right to be picky mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. over the years, women used to tell me, if I don't have this, this, and this, mm -hmm. you can't be with me. And he's like, well, now I'm in a position where you're coming to me and maybe I don't want you because you don't have this. Right. Maybe I don't want you because you're not in this particular size bracket because that has been the issue with some of the things he said. Are you not in, you know, you're not this particular way or that particular way. Do you feel as though men have that type of value? And if they do, do you think that they have the right to exercise it? Do they have that type of value? I think they do have that type of value. And I think they should. That is my opinion on that. Um, one thing that I've noticed that I pay attention to greatly a lot that's kind of going on today that gets passed and shared. We talk a lot about women being the prize. Mm. And, you know, of course, as the Bible says, you know, he who finds a wife finds right. a good thing. So, of course, we use that and we, we've definitely made it to be that it's all about us. It's all about like we're the great woman, like we're the value, we're the prize. And I think and with that, um, we've kind of put men, I say we, and I use that loosely because I don't buy into that. We've kind of put men on the back, and they've been devalued. I think that's the word that you possibly use. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely see that a lot. I, I don't think it's it's fair because... I don't think we realize like so much that gets put on men, so much that is expected for like we want a man to do this, do that, blah, 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 like all of these different things. So it's like we've elevated like their importance up here, but then it's like we've tried to say, oh, but I'm the one who's the prize. Like you should be lucky to have me. And it, for me, that part doesn't really make much sense. Okay. Now, because I had this conversation with somebody else, Monica, and um. She did uh, remind me of something, and you mm -hmm. brought it up. And the Bible it speaks to that, but not only that, but she brought up something that I really didn't think about. In life, men are always the pursuers. Um, just by nature and design, we're always the pursuers where it comes to hunting or building, mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. like that. We're always, so mm -hmm. in, in retrospect, when a man goes out there, his job is to find a good woman. Now, with that being said, we're going to actually define what is a good woman and what is yeah, a good man. Yeah. So I'll let you, what is a good woman? Why do you keep doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> what is a good woman? I, okay, so if we, let me, we go back to the whole, you know, men are pursuers. We can, you know, we talked about that scripture or whatever, the Proverbs eighteen twenty two. So, you know, even when I've taken time to just kind of like look at that scripture, dissect exactly what's going on there. And you're realizing that it's saying a man who is not necessarily pursuing, looking or whatever, just a man who comes across a good woman and is wise enough to make her a wife. That is how he finds favor with God. And when you start looking at what is meant by a good woman, at least in the Bible's terms, and I would even just say in general, you know, it doesn't have to even be about religion. Um, obviously, someone who has you know the morals and the values, someone who knows how to take care of home. I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, barefoot and pregnant and cooking right. all the time and everything like that. 
Um, I, I know that me, I'm a little bit more domesticated. I'm a little bit more old school. People always tease me as far as that is concerned and say that I'm more traditional than anything. Um, but just someone who knows how to take care of home, someone who is going to, you know, it's, it's she's selfless at the end of the day. She's compassionate, someone who knows how to take care of children, take care of a man, someone who is respected in the community. A lot of the things that we see as far as the virtuous woman is concerned when we do look at Proverbs 31. So a lot of those tie into, and I'm sure I could really go on and on as far as that is concerned, um, as far as what makes someone a good woman. But a good woman, you, you know if you're a good woman. You don't have to tell everyone you're a good woman. I like the way you brought that part up, and we're going to talk about that further into this. But as far as a good man, um, I think everything you said echoes that because when you said a uh, person who could take care of home, mm -hmm. well, a man has to provide the home. Exactly. A person who takes care of family, well, a man has to provide for the family. Yes. So, the yin and the yang. Yes. And I believe when it comes to a good man, not saying that I, I'm, we all are one, but we all fall short of everything, but a good man knows how to take care of home and he doesn't bring anything into that home that will damage his home. Mm -hmm. He doesn't mm -hmm. track dirt into it. He respects his woman. And I think in our community, and we'll talk about this because I think our community is a little bit different than other communities. And yeah. I don't think people really understand that. But the man will always provide for his, as quote unquote these days, his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And when you have a good man, a good man is a man that you can look at and know that he will always provide, protect, love, yes. cherish. He will never bring anything into the home to make you, as young people say, look stupid or mm -hmm. ignorant. So I do believe that those two, once those two find each other, they do match up. Now, we're dealing with 2021. And in 2021, we have a divide. And I guess this is where you're saying with Kevin Samuels and the Mansphere is like, are y'all, and I guess the, the question you probably had was, are they giving advice for people to be with people? Or are they just giving advice for us to be separate? Because I get, I had that, hmm. once again, I had this conversation um, and I with Monica, and I won't go into great details because I got chewed out. <laughs> I was like, where's Monica? <laughs> but it was one of those things where it was like, the advice is given, does it really build to the ultimate goal, which is marriage? Because I have heard them say that for men, marriage doesn't make sense. And I've heard this come out of his mouth. I heard this come out of a lot of men mouth that are in this community where they're like, marriage don't make sense. And do you feel as though that's where the disconnect is? It's like, hey, it's not the fact that you're giving advice, but does your advice have a point? Does it have a direction? Does it does it lead people to come together or is it keeping us divided? So if we're going to go based off of his advice. So I, I think a lot of this stuff is causing division. Um, and again, now from some of the clips that I have seen, women who are going to him are, again, obviously they're single. Um, based on some of the things I've heard, like some of them are Christian. A lot of them, they are wanting a husband. So now if you're going to someone who they're like, oh, well, marriage doesn't really matter and it's really not that big of a deal. And then not only that, I've realized that a lot of, like I can just, maybe it's just because of what I do. I can a lot of times tell um, the mindset of certain women, you know, and where they are, even like emotionally with self-esteem and stuff like that. So then when you're going to someone like him, and he's just, he's so rude sometimes, 
And it's like, you know, I listen to him, you know, talk, oh, you know, look at look at the way you're dressed and look at how much you make. And you think that, you know, a certain kind of man is going to want you. Like, who are you to even want a man like that? And that right there in and of itself is like causing division. Like you're breaking, like you're you're beating someone while they're already down. You know, as people say, like you're already getting on someone who's already sick of being single, trying to figure out how come no one hasn't, you know, picked her, chosen her, committed to her, wifed her up, as people like to say, whatever. And then you're telling her, oh, well, you're not good enough. That's the come it hasn't happened yet. Like you need to either step up and get it together or date down. So that is causing a lot of division. Okay. Hmm. His stance on marriage. I mean, <laughs> that's going to cause a lot of division because you, you do have more and more, even believers. Um, but, of course, you know, those in general who Christian or not, who've always wanted marriage. But it's like now marriage in and of itself has been like cheapened and devalued a little bit today so everyone is kind of like oh it's just a piece of paper oh it doesn't really matter that's not the only goal and right okay now i will say this i don't agree with beating down people and mm -hmm. you could give advice without beating down people and right. i know people like oh you gotta be blunt in this center no you don't let's, one let's is be. one thing but rude is another <laughs> it, it, you could have the same effect if you tell somebody something that a lot of people don't understand mm -hmm. that so I don't agree with him on the concept of beating down because at the end of the day, you don't know where these people are emotionally. Exactly. And when you beat them down, beat them down, beat them down. Now, I have heard him do the same thing with men, and he has beat men down and things like that. And I always caution mm -hmm. people when they go into these coaching fields and things like that. Always remember, you was at that same point, too. Mm -hmm. And somebody probably spoke to you that same way, and you rejected them. And I could look at Kevin Samuels and tell him that he's weak. And I'm not saying that because of anything. I'm saying that because mm -hmm. when I look at him, I could, you could tell, another man could tell another man. Mm -hmm. so that's just part of life. One thing I don't like, and I'll say this, is when it comes to value, value is, is, is something that we always say value, value, value. But right. when you break down value, you realize value is determined by the person in which is viewing it. Mm -hmm. If I use his standards of value, that doesn't make sense in the person that's got their own business. That doesn't make sense with a person that got their own farm. See, making a as making all this money and this and that, that's cool. But if you can't change a tire, you have no value. So y'all break down on the side of the road. You can't change a tire, which a lot of black men cannot change tires. <laughs> Or black women. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, I seen four black men look at a tire like it was just the most interesting thing on earth. That to me has value because you're more likely to get a flat tire. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a different breed of men today. It is, but that's the point. <laughs> that's the point I want to get at. And that's the most interesting thing because men to me these days are more concerned with showing their value instead of being the value. And I think that that's where I have to disconnect with this community. Like I said, I subscribe to them. I bought the books. I read them because it's interesting. Some of the things are good. I always say, uh, one thing I will say that they do preach is accountability on mm -hmm, both sides. Mm -hmm. Man, hey, you can't say you have value if you don't do this, 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 this. Now, like I tell people, you can hit these marks and you'd be like, man, I hit these marks, but you still may not have value. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you can make all the money in the world and still right, feel disgusted. Right, right. You could have all these friends then they may not be your friends. So we have to be careful when we use that term value. And I always say for men, we're different because our value doesn't just come with the money. It comes with the protection. 
what's the point of having all the money if you always get robbed? Right. What's the point of 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 making all this mm-hmm. money and a man, another man, will approach your woman while she's with you because he doesn't yeah. respect you? See, our value is different, and I think that you can't box it in, and that's the one of the issues I have with him is he boxed in our value because to some women, a man that could fix the drain is more valuable than anything. A man that could build a fence. Mm-hmm. A man that can actually go out there and work on the car. You ain't got, guess what? That saves money. So, I mean, I, I tell men all the time, I mean, he, I, and he based it off of Atlanta. So we already know what Atlanta men are like. I don't care what they say. They could get mad at us with me. Ain't nobody feared an Atlanta man since 2001. After 2001, we all look at Atlanta men like, really? Really? Matter of fact, let's be honest. We already know the statistics down there. There are more yeah. women down there that are single with a whole bunch of men. We know Atlanta men. We're just going to leave Atlanta. <laughs> so we know what Atlanta's Atlanta. about. Atlanta so. men are just going to leave them out of this 100% altogether and just kind of let that be that. But there is one question I do want to get at. Because you also sent me... Oh, what did I say? That the um, this uh, oh, screenshot text thread. Oh, right. My, oh my goodness. And, and I like and, and I read through it and, I, and it caught me off guard. And um, you read the comments. I didn't read the comments. Page? I didn't read the comments. <laughs> but I did read the um, the text message. Let's talk about that. Let's text talk one. about it. So in that text message, and it goes back to the financial side of it and. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to base it off of what we know on the screenshot. This man and this woman, they're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, she has three kids. Mm-hmm. And she asked him for $20. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he said, um, what you need it for, baby? <laughs> he did. He, 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 you know, she was, and she said, you know, the kids had a trip. It was last minute. You know, can you, you know, give me $20? And he did come back with... <laughs> The term, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing this one, they have fathers, you mm-hmm. should go to their fathers, that's their responsibility, mm-hmm. we are not, you're not my wife, and I don't feel comfortable giving you money. <laughs> she said, well, I'm tired of this conversation, I'm <laughs> no, done. She just said, Carl, she's, I'm tired of you. Yeah. <laughs> she said, this <laughs> is over. <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm sorry, it has to end, and you know. Uh, <laughs> well, it lasted. You're right. Wait. What about that exchange got what about that exchange you saw that that was hurtful? I would say hurtful or alarming or disturbing. So honestly, for me, when I saw that, I think more than um, more than anything, I, I was cringing at both of them. Both sides had me cringing in general. And I shared it just because, you know, just. It was kind of funny, I right. thought, um, and I wanted to see, you know, other people's quick little opinions on, you know, maybe not want to say who was right, who was wrong, but what other people thought. But I just on my page, people went so deep with the comments, and I was like, <laughs> whoa! Like, and I want to say even now, like it's like I think when I saw at one point it was like eighty something comments. I'm like, whoa! Like, is it even really that that <laughs> serious? Um, but like I said, I was cringing on both sides. Um, you know, with her, I'll just start off by saying. Obviously, y'all were not married. It doesn't even seem like y'all were truly in a committed relationship. I don't know. I could be wrong. And it seems like things were not as serious. I don't like the fact that she started off with, I need $20. There was no, hey, you know, can I get, can I have, this is what's going on, can you help? It was just, I need. It's like you're telling him. You're not right. even, you weren't even asking. Um, you know, of course, he was like, okay, like, what, babe, what for? 
She's like, oh, you know, last minute field trip, da 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 da. That was something me personally that also made me cringe. I'm not a last minute person. Right. Um, I get, you know, I have teenagers, so I know that kids come with some last minute stuff. But maybe I get that part from my daddy because we know do not go to Anthony Baxter with no last minute crap. Like that's just <laughs> not going to happen. I'm the same way with my kids. I know what it's like when they come to me. You know, 10 minutes before they're about to walk out the door, I'm going to basketball practice. We need $20 for, like, I don't have it. Like, I don't even keep any cash. So, I hated the last minute aspect, which I know that's probably very, very small in the grander scheme of things. Um, I don't really disagree with, uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with him saying, hey, you have three children, you have two fathers, where they're like, what's going on there? I don't think he was wrong, but I think that's what also further let me know that they might not be as tight and committed as everyone thought they were. Because if they were, he would know, you know, he would end up knowing what what was going on with her children's fathers. So the fact that he even mentioned their fathers was kind of like, okay, so this is also kind of what, and it wasn't that he was like, nope, I don't give no woman no money. It did it. Like, you know, find out, figure it out. He was like, no, like I give like for my wife, but you need to handle that on your own. Now, of course, on the flip side, it's like, dude, it's $20. Like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, you know, you're dating someone with kids, you know, what comes with the territory, like whatever else people on my page, they were going in as far as, you know, what kind of person doesn't even have $20 to their name and you know how you got three kids and you don't even have $20. And I'm just like, okay, we just Things happen. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So people <laughs> went like, I'm like, dang, we all did. We never all... been in a position where y'all have needed $20. That's before? how I hate when people do that. It's like, you forget where you come from. How quickly we forget where we come from. <laughs> You know, I'm glad actually you brought up because at first uh, I went, I read, I was like, wow. And then reread it and then talked it over mm-hmm. and everything. And I do agree with you. Um, actually, someone said that maybe it was a test. Maybe she was testing him. So I, I saw that someone else said that as well. And I was like, that's a failed test. You, you don't test somebody like that. You presented the test wrong. That was dumb. <laughs> exactly. You said the most important thing. And I think that that's where, and we'll end the show on this, is w- what were they? Because if they were of some value as far as saying boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm, then was there mm-hmm. um, rules set in place? Did she mm-hmm. say, you know what, I don't want you involved with my kids right now until I know how serious we are? And he said, okay, cool. And then in his mind, when he responded back, that's how he responded back right. like that. Because right. it's like you, you're not at that position. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important because how you define a relationship is how a person will interpret like you said, she came out the bat. I need $20, mm-hmm. you know, and you know who you're dealing with. So, you know, that this person will want these questions right. answered. Right. On the flip side of it, he knew enough at least to say, hey, you know, you should involve them. So she had been keeping him out the loop on certain things. Mm-hmm. So that, like you said, that was a failed test. In that, we learned that the communication between men and women are horrendously bad like it's horrible yeah Yeah. and i brought this up earlier with that we're not like other communities and i say that because if you look at the history of the african-american as far as the african aspect of it we have always been family even in africa Mm -hmm. africa has different countries so look it up right right in each country in africa i want y'all to know that africa is the continent right because people seem to think Africa yeah. is just one country. Yeah, yeah, Africa's the continent, you know. So different <laughs> countries in Africa, and each country has the same philosophy as far as when it comes to 
the family setup. Men and women. Women were held at a higher esteem in the in that culture also. Yeah. I think we get caught up with how things are being done now with the uh, with the you know, enslavement of women and things like that, sex trade. But women are held at highest. Even if you look at the history of countries in Africa, they men and women once they came together, they built nations. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that the European influence on our culture is what's causing the divide to the point that we don't even view each other mm. with value. Yeah, I said European culture. Because <laughs> you always tell people this. Remember, there was a king who said, if you do not give me a boy, I'm going to chop your head off. How many wives did he go up through? What black man killed his queen? Always remember that. Okay, repeat your question one more time. Do, I... Do you think European influence has hindered or destroyed the African American family? Uh, I don't know what, I don't know if there's one thing that I could say is responsible for the, you know the disruption, the breakdown, or whatever of the of the African American families. Um, I've never really thought to you know like look outside of you know a lot of things that have just taken place. Like you know here, you know even right. within the past couple of decades. Of course, I have my theories on different things, and again, just things that over you know maybe even since like around the '60s and the '70s of you know when a lot of things that have started happening that have us to where we are now. You know in this generation, and just when it comes to Dating, which obviously leads to, you know, can lead to, you know, of course, who you end up having children by, who you end up marrying. So there are a lot of things that I see in general, um, and really kind of starting with our grandparents right. and our great grandparents that kind of took place. Hey, I don't know if I've ever thought as out. You just you go so deep. My you know, the reason why I bring that up, because. One of the greatest tricks I believe that has mm-hmm. been put on the African American community is to say that y'all don't need each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the history, even when they enslaved us, they enslaved families. Mm-hmm. What did they do? What was the first thing they did when they brought us here? They separated families. Mm-hmm. You separate people when you don't want them to be together. Gotcha. So if you look at throughout history, they have always found the way to separate if it's by removing the man out of the home when it comes to getting government assistance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it's killing the man, if it's just, you know, introducing things that, that would keep us from being easy. Value may saying that you're valued more than the person in your community and things like that. Because if you look at every other community from the Asian community, the Hispanic community, mm-hmm. so on, family is strong. Exactly. Right, right. Right. Only in the European is where they they they're quick to get rid of wives. They're, they're known for having five wives. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll divorce quickly. And if you look at, and now we look like we just adopted their way and we're not willing to work through stuff anymore. Right. And I'm not saying everything's <laughs> meant, meant to work through. Only work through what you can handle. And I always tell people that. But what I feel as though is, is that a lot of their philosophy or the way that they carry themselves has seeped into us and now got us to a point that we're not even looking at families. We're not even looking at reproducing we're not even looking at even trying to build a community anymore. We're more divided now. And I think it's because we're going away from that family aspect. You know, it's something to be said when you're like, 
a man has value, but it, what's the purpose of having value if you have nobody to share with? What's right. the purpose of building a house if you don't have no one to share it with? And in our community, we're seeing these things going up, but we're seeing them empty. Gotcha. And that's so, what I feel. Okay, so so with that, I had a conversation with um, with a man the other day, and we were talking about um, like slavery, you know, and talking right. about like you know post traumatic stress and stuff like that that a lot of us you know, feeling now. And he was, you know, talking about certain things he feels as if they are in our DNA. We had a good conversation, little debate. I don't think that there are certain things that are in our DNA. I do believe there are certain things that um, generational, maybe I would say, and of course, just outside influences. I don't think I would go so far to say like it's embedded in us. But of course, when you look at, again, our great, great grandparents and things like that who were affected, you know, obviously by slavery directly, Obviously, it's going to shift and do something to you that is going to change who you are as a person. It is now going to affect the kind of person you are as a mother and father. Right. And of course, now you have these children who they were raised by, you know, mother, father who had certain, you know, traumatic experiences. You know, someone who went through something like mentally disturbing, emotionally disturbing. These children now maybe it was something you did not get from your parents because that parent could not give it to you because you know that so it's like in that case I see a lot of things that have been passed down because what I do see with a lot of people again in my generation is a lot of us are we are making moves and we are doing things based off of the way that really things that affected our grandparents because it's like a lot of us we came from broken homes well why because it's like some of our parents you know maybe the relationships, you know, that they were in and maybe they weren't making the best decision because their grandparents, how they were raised. But it was like because it was the great grandparents who were, you know, again, maybe directly affected, you know, by slavery and things like that. So with that, I will say that there is definitely an effect, um, you know, of course, in a breakdown with the African-American community and families that affects us so greatly. Not even just obviously, you know, like relationships and things like that, but with relationships and yeah, absolutely things that are going to disrupt the household, the families, if that makes sense. Right. It does. And, um, that is, I think that that is very important because having, um, having a conversation with the mentoring group, uh, we had a person come in. If one person in your family was affected by something and y'all close to the family, it's going to sleep down. Mm-hmm. So when exactly. you say not in bed, I do believe it's not in our DNA, but it's right. stories. It's passed down. If you was raised in a family where, you, you know, you see a lot of people just settle. I'm going to just settle in, in this relationship. You know, I'm not happy. We're just going to push through because we got kids. Or I'm going to settle right. this job because it pays the bills. And you see the unhappiness down to our 10. You're going to do everything in your power to either try to push away from that or you're going to fall into that same category. Exactly. It's one extreme to another. Exactly. There's never a million. I think that that affects us. And I think that that's one of the most important things that has seeped into our community because when we look at the black man sphere when we look at the king the well the fallen king Derek Jackson <laughs> and a lot of others is, is that they they um they all it is I always say if if you preach something preach it to where it means something. Yeah. Because if you tell somebody, oh hey you know what? You have value. Okay, then what does that value mean? It means that you could pick and choose. I don't have no problems with that. You should all we we I always say this in life. We're picky with everything except who we choose to be with sometimes. Mm-hmm. We we will not we will we will buy a car no matter how much it costs because we want it. 
We'll get the house no matter how much it costs because we want it. But mm-hmm. we will settle with our spouses. <laughs> and it's like, why? So I do believe that you should have, you should. Because some of get, us, we never really, we didn't come from that solid family, that home structure. And so and when you have a lot of people who have something that they want so badly because they never got it and it was missing, you know, where there was that, that love, that idea of what a perfect family looks like. You can want something so badly and you can have something in your face. It's the exact opposite of right. what you, but it's like, I'm going to, I can make this work. I okay. can try to mold it to what I want it to be. Or, you know, right now something is better than nothing. I just need that. I need the love. I need the attention. I just want that body on top of mine. I just, you know, I want that person in my bed. I want to, you know, we have kids now. We're just going to force ourselves to, you know, be a happy family. So sometimes people just, they, they will settle for the sake of love because they want it so badly. Okay. Unfortunately. No problem. I mean, hey. Now. I've been there. So thankfully not. Now. This will be the last question and then we're <laughs> going to, we're going to close it down. Okay. Is love enough in any no. relationship? No. Okay. Only with the relationship with God. Mm-mm. Other than that. <laughs> <laughs> love is never enough. Um, and I think, first of all, because a lot of people don't really understand what love truly is. A lot of people don't know how to love. A lot of people who say that they want unconditional love, but they have all of these conditions and stipulations and expectations when it comes to their love. Love is never enough. Um, so many people, they get married because they love the person, because they fell in love. But then what happens five years later when they fall out of love? They end up getting a divorce or they cheat, they stray or whatever. Love is never, ever enough. Okay. I do. I 100% agree. I think one thing is there's love and then there's the the, um, the work of improving that love and adding to mm-hmm. that love. And more importantly, understanding that that love may be on the pedestal, but you have everything keeping it up. And I do believe important conversations like finances, sex, how we going to live our happiness all exactly. encompass that love. And if y'all not having those conversations in the beginning, you set yourself up for failure. I literally, I think I just posted that yesterday. I was like, everyone wants to have like favorite color and like all this other stuff. No, you need to talk about sexual compatibility. You need to talk about religion, finances, children. Yeah. Those are the top things that will cause issues in divorces. So where y'all are doing all this other crap to figure out like, who, where do you like the thermostat? What side of the bed you sleep on? Things that do you snore? Who cares? Exactly. You need to talk about those other things first and also and I think when it comes to love being on the same page about what love like what does that look like to you and you know and I think the at the end of the day like real love can be the glue that holds things together right but a lot of people right now they go based off of in love they go based off of love those are both two completely different things whereas real love is a combination of both of those things but again most people don't know that and they're just going based off of one but yet those other thing, those are the things that people need to talk about. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. How can people get a, a contact with you? Oh, jeez. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a scary person. <clears throat> um, I'm New Thing Life Coaching on Facebook and on Instagram. And then, of course, www.newthinglifecoaching.com. That is how you can connect with me, Coach V. All right. And if they want to um, volunteer, 
How can they? Yes, we desperately need volunteers um, because there are some things we've gotten away from with the organization because of lack of help. So with that, you can go to www.godisloveinc.org. Um, and you'll see a place to, you know, either contact or even how to, um, I think there's like a serve or give page where you can even, you know, fill out a little form and say that you are interested in helping us with outreach. Um, we really, we try to at least do that once a month, but yeah, we, we definitely need volunteers, coordinators, and a lot of help as far as the organization is concerned. I do appreciate you joining us on the show. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. No problem. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors, to the Mika Honey Life Designer. Thank you to Gigantic. Car wash, you can find them. If you want to see their wonderful products, you can look on my page. If you know now is the time to get your car wash. Some of y'all walking around with the money shot car. Hey. Y'all don't know what it is. Y'all need to know what pollen is. My daughter found out what pollen was. And she's like, <laughs> Daddy, why you did not tell me pollen was this? I was like, how do I look like explaining to you what pollen is? Bees do what they do and we live life. That's what they do. Hey, we get happy. Um, thank you to, to exposure.com. Yes. They're array to all the other second place shows. Hey, check them out on twoexposure.com. We love you. Stay healthy. Stay happy. And more importantly than anything, stay grounded. We're out. I'm out.